Hello everyone and welcome to this show. I'm Jenna Morton and I'm Tosh Taylor and we have a guest in studio again with us today which is always so much fun and Tosh this is a guest that uh, you're a bit more familiar with than I yeah. am, so I'm going to let you introduce us. Well, I'm a huge, huge fan of East ND here on Alma Street in Moncton. They have done amazing things for me and my body, and I wanted to, well, we've been alluding to it for a while, what this conversation was going to be, because we're middle-aged. I like how you use like air quotes there. Like, no, 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 we are. No. I am. I guess I think you are middle-aged for me. <laughs> I don't anyway. think you technically fall into the official category yet, but I do. <laughs> Give it a year or two. We wanted to talk today about menopause and about, you know, maybe natural solutions, how to know you're getting into menopause. So we've brought in Dr. Renee Purdy with us today. She works at East Cindy. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me this morning. So we're obviously very excited about this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we get too far into it, for people who might not be familiar, can you give us a little bit about your background and, and your focus in health? Yeah, sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so I work as a naturopathic doctor. I've been working since 2014. Um, to naturopathic medicine is a form of medicine where we'll use treatment, so natural treatment. So we'll look at lifestyle and nutrition, herbs, supplements, IV therapy, acupuncture, and the goal of our, of our treatments is, is always to get to the cause, dig deep and figure out what's going on so we can treat that and help people restore their health, feel better, um, and resolve their, their symptoms rather than, than giving them a quick fix. Perfect. Now, at East ND, uh, you guys have a huge focus on women's health, but all, obviously they deal with men as well, but they do have a big focus on women's health. So maybe how did you get into wanting to focus more on, on women and, and dealing with menopausal symptoms and such? Well, I think one of the main reasons is I'm a woman myself, so I go through these things as well so I can understand and relate a lot better. So for me, I think it's really important to be able to understand the, whoever I'm working with better. Of course, we're all different, we're all going to experience things differently, but there's a little bit of that relatability that we can have knowing that we, you know, our bodies are, are similar in, at the end of the day. So I think that's what attracts me a little bit more towards women, women's health, hormonal health, menopause, etc. So when you talk about hormonal health, let's dive in there because I know it's about more than just menopause. There's a lot around that, but that's certainly part of it. Talk yeah. a little bit more about what you mean by that. As we mentioned, we work with a lot of women and a lot of women come in at all ages from, you know, teens, women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, and they'll come in with different symptoms, either irregular menstrual cycles, really heavy periods, um, emotional changes around their period, infertility, menopause, menopausal symptoms, um, and we'll look to find what hormones are causing this, if it is indeed a hormonal imbalance. So when we're talking about hormones, in this case, we're talking mainly about estrogen and progesterone, which are our dominant uh, sex hormones. Hormones include thyroid or insulin. You know, there's a lot of other hormones that we do produce, but when we're talking about women's health and hormonal balance, we're looking at estrogen and progesterone, especially testosterone. We do produce testosterone as well, but we're looking at these mainly. 
And is there like a particular balance that we're looking to have? Is that when, when you say you're looking at it, is that what's... Yeah, we're looking to make sure that they're balanced in relative to each other. So sometimes what we'll see is that rather than having a balance like this, we'll see either maybe progesterone be really low, which will cause some symptoms, or sometimes progesterone is okay, estrogen is really high, which could cause some similar symptoms, or the opposite, we'll see really low estrogen. So we're looking at at East ND, we really like to do in-depth testing. It really helps us focus and pinpoint what's going on. So we really like to get kind of deep into what's going on. Kind of a little bit like a little bit of detective work there. You know? So when we can see those levels, we're able to pinpoint, okay, look, your progesterone is, is low. So let's support that and that to help your symptoms that way. Menopause being a hormonal change, what's the, like, what differences do you see in our hormones when women start to go into menopause? Yeah, so the perimenopausal time typically will start somewhere in 40s, mid 40s, around there. So what happens is that the ovaries will slowly start decreasing until they stop producing those hormones, estrogen and progesterone mainly. So what we'll see is those hormones will start declining. So we, women might say that their, their uh, menstrual cycle gets off track, they'll start noticing emotional changes, feeling more tired, more emotional, more irritable sometimes. Um, so around that time, so that's the main difference is that the ovaries kind of start decreasing the production of those hormones. Okay. And symptoms will follow depending on, on that person, on that person's, on that woman's overall health as well. So it's not the only factor, but it is the main factor that we'll look at for menopause. Yeah. Key signs that <laughs> the first things that we should be looking for. So the first thing, so uh, symptoms of perimenopause, premenopause, menopause, a lot symptoms outside of the menstrual cycle can make it can look like a lot of different things, right? Depression, fatigue, changes in metabolism, changes in libido, you know, all kinds of changes like that can happen. But the main thing that we'll notice that will indicate, okay, there are starting, we're starting to see more hormonal changes, are definitely changes in the menstrual cycle. So we'll see them get longer, you know, a lot more time. So women will say like, it gets spaced out, um, you know, two, three months, it's more, a little bit more erratic. That can happen and can sometimes, women will say that their period is a little bit heavier or more intense for a few days. And of course, like this is really generalizing everything. Some, this is not every woman, every woman goes through everything the same. Some women will just, their period will just stop and that's it. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but typically, yeah. typically what we'll see, to, we'll look at, you know, age, average ages. Of course, that varies too. Um, but we'll look, we'll see changes in the menstrual cycle. And so when you, when you identify what is, is changing, mm -hmm. what then can you do? Like it, the body is meant to change. So yes. what, what is it? It's not like you're trying to reverse what's happening. Not so at what, all. what is the <laughs> treatment and what, what is the goal of it? So the goal is, so menopause is a major transition. It's a transition in our body hormonally. It's our transition in our life emotionally that the 40-50 age is a time in our lives when, you know, maybe our kids are grown up and they, and they leave. Maybe our parents are aging and we're caring for them. So there's a lot of changes happening at the same time. So a lot of different stressors on the body. So our goal then is to kind of look at everything holistically because every stress is going to impact how our body is going to respond. 
right? We look at the body holistically. We can't isolate anything. So our goal then in treatment is to help ease that transition, help support women through that transition, help with their hot flashes, help with their you know, emotional changes, help with their insomnia maybe. And we also want to kind of always keep in the back of our minds, what do we want to do preventatively to maintain good health past the menopausal years? So those, these are the years also where we want to start thinking about that, like how should I be exercising? How should I be eating? Is there anything, any nutrients specifically that I should really be focused on? These kinds of things. I'm going to uh, throw a question at you that I did not prepare you for, but it's actually something I heard this week in mentioning diet. Um, I was listening to an interview with someone who's very big on the intermittent fasting, yeah. and she said she totally reset herself from perimenopausal back to you know, being a healthy, happy 30-year-old with doing intermittent fasting, and she's in her 50s. Is that something that you would generally recommend to people to do? <laughs> Intermittent fasting has a lot of really good research on metabolism, on blood sugar balancing, on energy, on there's some, um, some research on that, on like vitality. I don't recommend it to anyone because some people it's too, it, some people, for some people it can be too hard on the body if we're looking at blood sugar balance. So some people need that, need their breakfast and need to have that food <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. So intermittent yeah. fasting, we read and hear a lot of really great things about it. It's not for everyone. Sometimes we need to ease into it. Sometimes like it's just not, it's just not the best thing for, for that person. But you know, definitely possible if that woman had that, those, those results, you know, being 50, her body is going through that transition still, so her hormones won't return to what they were when they were 30. It's probably helping her, you know, it may be helping her a lot with those symptoms, bringing, keeping inflammation down, keeping her, you know, a lot of things in balance more. And again, that's not something I could ever do because if I don't eat within 20 minutes of waking up, I'm out <laughs> for the day. It's just not going to happen. Um, so intermittent fasting isn't something that I, I would try myself, but I know for a lot of people, my mom, for instance, has, like, she went into perimenopause uh, feels like very early mm -hmm. in her life and she's been dealing with hot flashes like crazy is there any like immediate ways that you could stop hot flashes or you know like you know you can't stop them from happening but oh, is there a way besides fan yourself besides fanning yourself, <laughs> besides yeah. fanning yeah. yourself? <laughs> to cool yourself ice cubes. yeah exactly <laughs> just keep a keep a cooler with you at all times so you can just drop ice cubes down your shirt uh, for like immediate relief of hot flashes so we'll not necessarily look at that like sometimes if, like you know using those immediate solutions is the best thing what we'll look at doing more so is help reduce them or eliminate them completely from happening so what like and diet does play a big role in that um so we'll look at diet so something that i generally recommend is avoiding trigger foods. Common ones are sugar, caffeine, alcohol, you know, all the good things. There's yeah, I was just gonna say. All the good things. <laughs> um, and making sure that our blood, our blood sugar is balanced throughout the day. So having protein with every meal, you know, kind of reducing our, our carb intake sometimes, which a lot of women find they become more sensitive as they approach menopause. Um, some things that we offer in the clinic that we've seen great success with are acupuncture. Um, we'll use some herbal support we'll use some nutrient support vitamins if those are you know if we find that we could use that support we'll look we'll look there is this all based on like blood tests in terms of deciding where home hormone levels are nutrients that might be needed is that what so some yes yeah, sometimes 
when we're looking at using herbs or when we're looking at using certain treatments, having hormonal, knowing what hormonal levels are can give us a lot of really beneficial information that will really help us target what we're treating rather than guessing like you have hot flashes, so let's support this. So that testing really gives us, you know, the information. Um, if we're using acupuncture, we'll, use, we'll base it on traditional Chinese medicine and how we're going to determine. So we're going to be looking more at a symptom picture of what's going on. Working in healthcare, trying to guess, like testing, like, you know, it gives us that extra piece of information that maybe the extra piece of the puzzle that we're, that we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely, because there obviously is many times that things would get missed yeah. um, by, by just you know, literally just scanning somebody. You obviously don't know if their you know, vitamin D is down or their B12 is down or exactly. what Exactly. None of us are, be, are able to guess the, these things, right? <laughs> you know? Wish you could. I know. No, if yeah. we had like some sort of x-ray vision that we were able, that would be incredible, <laughs> but that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if someone was to come in and see you, what are what are some things that they would see happen around the clinic besides like what what's the initial consultation look like? So with a naturopathic doctor, what we'll do is we'll go through someone's health concerns. Since we're speaking, we're on the, the topic of menopause, women will come in with the symptoms that they're feeling. That, so usually you'll have a reason that you're going. And so women will say like, I just don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm falling apart. Or they'll say, I can't sleep or I have hot flashes, these kinds of things. So we'll get, we'll talk about those things in great detail. You know, when did they start? What are symptoms like? Well, we always go through a health history. What else is going on with their health? So we're looking at other things that could be impacting them. So say someone comes in and they're, you know, they're working 70 hours per week, not sleeping, have major stress, that's definitely going to have an impact on their symptoms and how they're feeling. Um, so we'll look at that. We can, um, we'll look at their, kind of what their diet and lifestyle look like. And we'll go from there. Some women come and they have something in mind for treatment that they're looking for. You know, I really wanted, someone may want, really want to try acupuncture. Someone, someone may really want to try IV therapy. So we'll definitely work together with each individual patient to, find, to decide on what what they want to do, what's going to work for them. So we can, you know, we can create this really beautiful diet plan, but it doesn't work for them necessarily, or ask them to come in for acupuncture every week, but they work out of town. You know, so we really work with every individual to see, decide what they want. At the clinic, we also offer counseling. We offer holistic skin uh, services. Um, so we can, you know, we can refer inside the clinic if we find, okay, if there, we find that something may be helpful as well for them. I've said it on the show many times, how much stress can impact someone's life. Can stress impact your hormone levels enough to, to upset any, or to even bring on menopause? To affect hormonal balance, yes. To bring on menopause, it would be an extreme case. Okay. But absolutely. So when, as we go, like as, you know, we talked about that perimenopause, perimenopausal, time when our ovaries decrease their production of estrogen and progesterone, our body will still produce some, but our adrenal glands are gonna take over that production. So they'll produce small amounts, nowhere near what we're producing in our, you know, in our reproductive years. But to some extent, they will pr continue producing some. The adrenal glands, they sit on top of our kidneys. They're the ones who are responsible for producing our stress hormones, cortisol. They're the ones that have adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So if we're always running off of adrenaline, we all know what an adrenaline, adrenaline rush feels like. 
um, when we're, we're when we're living with you know chronic stress, high high stress, our cortisol production changes as well. Those adrenal glands work harder, um, so that will definitely have an impact because if they're working harder, you know we're always kind of are, we're always in that stress response, that fight or flight. Um, then that will, that can definitely cause other balances. So we'll always look at everything together. You know, I come back to that word holistically, yeah. Yeah. right? So we're looking like, for example, the adrenal glands can affect our the 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 hormones produced by our ovaries. They can affect our thyroid. So we'll look everything together, kind of at that triangle idea of how is everything working together. And I always like to include blood sugar in there. Is our blood sugar balanced? Are, are we, you know, going through blood sugar roller coasters all day? You know, where we're having maybe um, high sugar diets, not eating for a long period of time, blood sugar totally crashes, then up. So that's another stress on the body. So we really like to look at everything that could be impacting. So, so yeah, definitely to answer your question, high stress will definitely impact our, our menopausal symptoms. <laughs> How are you feeling yes. here? How are you feeling? Are you taking it all in, Jenna? Oh, yes. yes. So, and it's not like I don't say this to sound to make it sound scary. Like no. menopause is this big, scary thing. It is a big transition, but it can be, you know, it can be managed very well. You know, it doesn't have to be this terrible, you know. Roller coaster ride. Roller coaster yeah. where we're with hot flashes and feeling irritable and, you know. But I think it's, it's so wonderful that the there's so much more knowledge that's shared now from a scientific point of, yeah. oh, your hormones are changing this way, your body's reacting this way, than what I think a lot of people grew up thinking menopause was and had to yeah. be, and that it was just hot flashes and getting you know, old and, you know, yeah. there's a very different approach to it now that is very comforting to yeah. see <laughs> someone who's going to be heading into this world well it's kind of it's kind of like you know what I mean like it's same you grow up and it's like the change of life right and and everybody like talks about it like it's this bad thing but it's almost kind of like a graduation right like you've got through that part of your life and now you can enjoy the rest of your life with little to no stress <laughs> No, it's an interesting take on it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I'm know. Does it come with no stress? It. I don't when know. When all is done. When all is done. When all is done. Yeah. <laughs> you just change. Now you relax. Well, and, yes. And don't you just stress about like osteoporosis and all this other stuff after that? That's a good question. Do you? How about your osteoporosis when it comes yeah, to menopause? Yeah. So these are things that we definitely want to keep in the back of our mind because as we go through menopause, we de our hormone in production decreases. All of a sudden, we need to keep an eye on for osteoporosis. You know, our risk of cardiovascular disease does increase. Um, so there are different things that can happen. So we want to be mindful of those. That doesn't, no, you know, again, this is generalized. It doesn't mean like we're doomed as women. This is what's going <laughs> to <Yeah>. happen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we do want to make sure, you know, we want to kind of put muscles in our, in our muscle bank. We want to build our muscles now. We don't want to think about building muscles when we're 70 or 80 years old, right? Because of having you know, a good amount of muscles keeps us more stable, helps prevent fractures. Our looking at our vitamin D levels, those are major, those are definitely important in our bone health. Okay, are we getting calcium? Are we having things that are kind of maybe impacting our bone health? Like maybe someone who drinks a lot of pop, that'll definitely, you know, impact our, our bone health, things like that, our, our nutrition overall. Um, cardio cardiovascular disease, the same thing. Lifestyle and nutrition are always the foundation. Of, of prevention and 
and maintaining and maintaining health. Like so, we are so that so we are going into that period. Yeah. Like, okay, this is the best period of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you sometimes wonder, right? It, it seems to not be so bad. Like once a month, I don't have to think about anything. <laughs> yeah, except for that period before you get to that. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I mean, all over the board. And this is why we're having this conversation, so we cannot be all over the board. I think all I have yeah. in my head right now is like all I hear is that this involves a lot of needles. <laughs> None. No needles. You don't. You don't need to get. The, okay. Well, I, you don't have to get the acupuncture, or you could just close your eyes, and then. <laughs> So around acupuncture, you're not alone. A lot of people do feel nervous around the needles. Once they have them in for the first time, a lot of people are, will say, I barely feel them. Like, I, I, this is actually really enjoyable. I, I've gotten better with the needle thing, having had three children. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you're forced to do a bunch of things. <laughs> But it's still, yeah, it's it's not up there on my list. Is it, well, like, that's understandable. Well, it, it, yeah. It's that mental hurdle getting past the like, okay, yeah. no, I need to do long term what is good for me, not just to yeah. ignore the, the the short thing that I might not enjoy. Exactly. But I think that's also one of the benefits of naturopathic medicine is that it's not a one size fits all treatment. It's definitely an individualized approach. Everyone's going to have a different life story. Everyone's going to have a different different symptoms, different ways, different things that they're, that they want to work on. And, you know, there's not only one treatment option. We do have a big toolbox, you know. Yeah. I know we're going to have to wrap this up soon, but one thought that kind of popped into my head, and it's not exactly on the track of what we were talking about, though. Um, for women who've had, like, tubal ligations and things like that, does that have any impact on... Tubal ligation, no. No, um, it so what, your yeah, part. exactly. Yeah. What we'll see is hysterectomy. So women who have their uterus removed, their ovary still there. They're not going to have a period anymore, but they're still producing those hormones. Mm -hmm. So they start wondering, like, am I should I am I in menopause? We'll see that a lot because oh, okay, it's I'm around the age, like but yeah. and I'm starting to have symptoms, but I I don't have a period, so anyway, so I can't tell. Mm -hmm. um, women who have a complete hysterectomy, meaning that the uterus is removed and the ovaries are, are removed those women will go immediately into menopause when they have that surgery because the ovaries aren't there to produce those hormones anymore. Wow. So that's different. Um, but other than that, no, like if the ovaries are still there, menopause will have its course still, yeah. Interesting, that's a good question. That's something yeah. that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, okay, so we do have to wrap up. So uh, Renee, before we go, yeah. um, how do people find East ND and how do they come see you? Yeah, so East ND, we're loca located uh, here downtown just on Elma Street. Uh, we have a website at eastnd.ca. You can follow us on social media, so on Facebook, on Instagram. You can look up East ND Naturopathic Clinic, um, and you'll find us there. They're Absolutely. super, super active on their social media and yeah. uh, always forward thinking with what they're doing. So I, I can't plug them enough. <laughs> Not gonna lie. So <laughs> changed many things in my life for me. So Renee, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been great. Thank you so much. And we'll have all those links in the show notes as well. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, listen to us on your favorite podcast app, and keep Please. watching us on Rogers. Bye.